Thank you for tuning in to RTM Nation Online, where we believe that you will receive the abundance of peace, prosperity, security, stability, health, healing, and truth. If you would like to learn more about the ministry, click the link below. Also, don't forget to subscribe to the channel. Now let's get into the message. So, you know, we're going to do a, a little bit of interaction here to, to begin. Just, if y'all would, just look at your neighbor. Y'all look at your neighbor, look at the neighbor next to you. And say, look, say, tell your neighbor, say, I'm letting go, I'm letting go. But, I'm but I'm not losing. Just tell them again, say, I'm letting go, I'm letting go. But, I'm but I'm not losing. You know, and those, those were the words God, you know, spoke to me this morning as I was, as I was uh, waking up. And he said, Brian, you know what's so awesome about resting in the promises I give you? I said, what's that? He said, you can let go and realize you'll never lose. I said, ooh, talk to me a little more about that. Because there's some things in my life I've been dragging because, you know, letting go sometimes seems like losing. But God says, man, when I've made you a promise, you can let go of some things and you will never lose. Oh, because there's a place he wants us to live in. There's a, there's a place, God, you know, that's awesome, God. Thank you. You know, the place God wants us to live in has nothing to do with what we naturally have, but everything to do with what we spiritually received. And so the state, I'm not just, man, I just got like a, 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 a glimpse, an understanding, because many people don't understand this, but do you under, do you know that the same way that you feel driving around in the car that may be broke down and needs some repairs is the same way you should feel riding around in the Rolls Royce now that you were in Christ. The feeling shouldn't change. How you feel shouldn't change. You may enjoy the car a little more, but how you feel as a person, your confidence in who God is, your state of peace, your state of rest, it should not be different. You should be living the same way you going to be living once everything God's promise is manifested. It, it, your, your state of living, your mindset should not change. Boy, you should actually start to get a little concerned when your mindset starts to change when things start to improve. Say, slow me down, God. I shouldn't be getting, I shouldn't, as a believer, you shouldn't feel better because things are getting better. That should not change you. Your state of how you feel, your state of how you're living should be just as good now as it's going to be. That's what's so awesome about living in Christ. You get to take advantage of a, of a lifestyle that he paid for. You get, you get peace that he died for. You get rest that he died for. That's, that's the benefit package, that you don't need things to change how you feel because Christ already did it all. That's living in his finished works, is having peace right where you are. People are like, man, the car is nice and I enjoy it, but it never changed how I felt. My dad told me this once, whoa, man, God, you just be messing up all my little messages. But anyway, you know, um, it was funny. 
I don't know, how many of you guys remember I had a, I used to have a black Audi, A6. The thing about that car is it was the first car that, uh, you know, that I had ever purchased on my own. And I was so proud of the car. And then it started having problems, you know, um, mechanical issues outside of my, um, my bank account's ability to cover. <laughs> and so the first time, you know, it, 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 it broke down, you know, it had a little oil problem. Um, my daddy, you know, thank God he can hear from God. He didn't think that I was just trying to ride to work with my wife. But he's like, Brian, what's going on here? I said, the car needs a repair, Daddy. It's about $3,000, and that just is not a thing right now. I'm going to save and go ahead and do what we got to do. We were freshly married. How many guys know when you're freshly married, what? Anything with more than two zeros on it is a long-term plan. Like, I, I, <laughs> we can talk about it. You know, I start looking at what's important in life really quick. <laughs> but uh, anyway, and so he said, you know, he came and, you know, as the, the awesome father that he was, he said, Brian, I'll pay and go ahead and get your car repaired. And so he did that. And then, you know, I was so happy. Um, <laughs> But it wasn't probably, but uh, probably four months later, the car did it again. And so um, now I'm like, hmm, you know, I kind of, I don't know how many times I can hit up this same situation, you know. <laughs> Long story short, uh, the car went into the repair guy, and the repair guy was, he told my daddy, he said, look, let me tell you something. I'm going to give y'all a favor and a discount considering the fact that I love you, and it's the same thing. But I'm telling you, you need to get rid of this car now. <laughs> and so my dad, was he went, he said, Brian, this car got to go now. So, you know, that same day, we drove it down to Buick, and uh, Buick was like, hey, we'll buy it from you, you know. And, but there was one issue, right? One of the gifts my father had given me along the time of me having this car was he gave, y'all remember the car had them nice black rims on it? Beautiful black rims. And so I went to the man, and the man was like, okay, this is the value of the car, this is what we're going to trade. And I, and I asked him, I said, did you account for the rims that's on the car? And the man was like, no, nah, we don't care nothing about them rims on that car. You don't care nothing about the rims on that car. I said, then look, I'm going to find the original wheels for my vehicle, I'll be back. Y'all already knew I couldn't drive it because the car was already sketchy. And so I was like, y'all keep it here. I'm going to go get the original wheels. I'll be back so we can go ahead and you give me my rims back. And so I spent, <laughs> I called the place where who was supposed to have the wheels. They didn't have the wheels. Mind you, it's been two years since I had the wheels. But, you know, I'm, I'm going to find these wheels. Long story short, I didn't find the wheels. And so um, my dad called me up. He says, Brian. I said, yes, sir. He said, let me ask you something. I said, yes. He said, did you enjoy the wheels? When you was riding around, I said, I can, I can kind of sense where you're going with this. But yes, I did. He said, let me tell you something. God has given us all things to enjoy, but never to possess. If you enjoyed it, let it go. I said, whoa. 
I'm going to let that soak in. It still hurt <laughs> right now. <laughs> Called up the guy and said, hey, man, I'm, I'm turning the search party off. Just go ahead and, you know, just give me what you're going to give me, and I'll keep it moving. Um, but that was so important to me. Just letting it go. I mean, here I am, you know, really in a very favorable and blessed position, but I'm holding up the transaction simply because I can't let it go. I just can't let it go. I'm just, I'm just holding. Now, mind you, the new rims, the old rims don't even fit the new car. I was thinking to myself, at best case scenario, I can bless somebody. Y'all know what we be thinking sometimes. Like, don't throw that away. You can bless somebody with it. It's been in your garage for three years. You ain't blessing nobody with it yet. Anyway, let it go. But it, <laughs> and so I, I was like, you know, there's a lot there. And so I want you to turn to 2 Corinthians 1 and 20. Because when you have a promise from God, you, you, it should change just how you live and, 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 and how you expect certain things. And you realize that letting go is never losing because there's a promise on your life. There's a promise on your life. It was almost like I couldn't see past those rims that I had to believe that there could be even better rims out there for me. It wasn't something that I needed. It was just something that I enjoyed. Y'all ready? It says, for as many as are the promises of God, they all find their yes answer in him. For this reason, we also utter the amen, so be it, so God through him and his person and by his agency to the glory of God. But it is God who confirms and makes us steadfast and establishes us in joint fellowship with you in Christ and has consecrated and anointed us in doing us with the gifts of the Holy Spirit. He has also appropriated and acknowledged us by as his by putting his seal upon us and giving us his Holy Spirit in our hearts as the security deposit and guarantee of the fulfillment of his promise. Now, I want you to see this in the easy reader version, 2 Corinthians 1 and 20. It says, the yes to all of God's promises is in Christ. The yes is in Christ. How many of you guys know we are what? In Christ. And that is why we say, amen. Man, because that's good. We agree with that. <laughs> Through Christ to the glory of God. And God is the one who makes you and us strong in Christ. He's making that union strong. God is also the one who chose us for his work. He chose us for his work. He put his mark on us to show that we are his. Yes, he put his spirit in our hearts as the what? First payment that guarantees all that he will give us. And I like to say it all 
mark it up like this, is God chose you, marked you, and guaranteed you. God chose you, marked you, and then guaranteed you. That's what he just said. He made a decision to choose you. Then he went ahead and marked you. And to guarantee everything that he promised, he gave you his spirit. That's a good promise. That lets me know that everything that he's spoken to me is something that I can trust as it will come to pass. Every promise God has issued, every promise God has spoken, every promise he's written, I can count it as true. I can take it home as mine. This is mine to possess. This is mine to own. This is mine to live by. This is mine to conduct my attitude by. This is mine to be able to walk into any situation and be able to not fear some of the things that sometimes seems as though we may be losing. And sometimes it may seem as though it's going backwards. And sometimes it may seem as though it's not lining up. But I can no longer have to worry about those types of things. But because God has promised me some things, it's a yes. It's a yes. It's a yes. It's a yes. His promises are a yes. His promises are guaranteed. He sent his Holy Spirit as a guarantee that he's going to do exactly what he promised. And it says, I know like, and I love to just sometimes look at these little pieces because sometimes people got to get a little deep. But what I love about how it starts off is how he says, for as many as the promises of God. Because we know that there is an eternal promise, which is heaven, but it says as many as the promises of God. So he ain't just talking about the eternal promise, but he's also talking about the ones that was issued as we walking around here. All those promises are a yes. Oh, my goodness. That's good news. That's good news. Oh, that's good news. Boy, that gets me so excited. Turn me to 1 Corinthians 2 and 9. And we talked about this on Sunday a little bit because, man, you, you, you start to understand the promise that, that the Holy Spirit is, and you start to talk about his assignment, and you start to talk about the gift that he is to us. And I just love the way this just breaks it down, just about who the Holy Spirit is and, and just what he does. But I'm reading the easy reader version. But as the scriptures say, y'all there? No one has ever seen, no one has ever heard, no one has ever imagined what God has prepared for those who love him. And you got to understand what he's talking about there. What he's talking about there is, yes, man, there are many promises that we find in the word. And there's many promises that are written out that not only did Jesus talk about, but disciples talked about. They talked about them and they wrote them out. And he says, but yeah, they have a list, but no man has heard them all. Oh, that's that's better news. No man 
has heard them all, that God has planned for those who love him. Do y'all love God? Man, that's the prerequisite right there. The fact that you love God lets you know that there are some things that he has planned for you that aren't written out yet. Oh, that's good news. But God has shown us these things through what? The Spirit. The Spirit knows all things. The Spirit even knows the deep secrets of God. It's like this. No one knows the thoughts that another person has. Only the person's spirit that lives inside of them knows those thoughts. It is the same with God. No one knows God's thoughts except God's spirit. But look at this. We receive the spirit that is from God. What does that let me know? That lets me know that there are things existing inside of me that God is promising and speaking through his spirit to me that are only being heard by me, Holy Spirit, and God. But guess what those answers are to those things? Yes. As many as you've heard, the answer is yes. It is like this. No one knows the thoughts that another person has. Only the person's spirit that lives inside knows those thoughts. It's the same with God. No one knows God's thoughts except God's spirit. We receive the spirit that is from God, not the spirit of the world. We receive God's spirit so that we can know all that God has given us. He gave us his spirit as a guarantee for us understanding all that he's given us. Oh, that's good news. When we say this, we don't use words taught to us by human wisdom. We use words taught to us by the spirit. We use the spirit's words to explain spiritual truths. Oh, man. I like to say it like that. That's real freedom. The Holy Spirit is working with God to produce the best for me. The Holy Spirit is working with God to produce the best for me. What does that do? Man, that just makes me rest. That just makes me say, you know what? I may see some things and these things may look good. But there's no way I could ever let something go and be losing. Because the Holy Spirit is always producing the best for me. Oh, that's good news. And so I want you to turn to Genesis 13 and 1. Because this is a a very, a very, very awesome story. Um, Not something new. Um, Because there's three things that, that God just wants me to tell you tonight about how you should just be living freely every day. Because of what he's promised and his promise to make sure and know that everything is only getting better in Christ. There is no such thing as losing. There is no such thing as losing. Letting go is not losing in Christ. Oh, amen. So we're going to look at a we're going to look at a man that knew his promise. We're going to look at Abram. This man knew his promise. 
And so letting go didn't look like losing. But he wasn't finna lose his peace over anything. Even if it cost me what may look like in the natural a loss, retaining my peace is prime for who I am. It's from that place that I'm able to just freely hear from God. And like you say, I can let it go. Don't mean I lost it. Holy Spirit's always producing better for me. But what I'm not going to do is I'm not going to live one day stressed out over anything that I could just let go and live in peace. Just move on. Letting go ain't losing. I have a promise. And that means something. That promise has a yes attached to it. And it's guaranteed by the Holy Spirit living on the inside of me. Boy, letting go ain't never losing. It may look like losing to some people, but you ain't working with the same goods that I'm working with. Oh, man. I enjoyed it, but I don't have to possess it. Oh, that's good news. So Abram left Egypt and went back to the Negev. He and his wife and everything he owned and Lot still with him. By now, Abram was very rich, loaded with cattle and silver and gold. He moved on from Negev, camping along the way to Bethel, the place he had first set up his tent between Bethel and Ai and built his first altar. Abram prayed there to God. Lot, who was traveling with Abram, was also rich in sheep and cattle and tents, but the land couldn't support both of them. They had too many possessions. I guess that's the problem. They couldn't both live there. Quarrels broke out between Abram's shepherds and Lot's shepherds. The Canaanites and the Perizzites were also living on the land at the time. Abram said to Lot, let's not have fighting between us, between your shepherds and my shepherds. After all, we're family. Look around. Isn't there plenty of land out there? Let's separate. If you go left, I'll go right. If you go right, I'll go left. Lot, look. <laughs> he saw the whole plain of Jordan spread out, well watered. This was before God destroyed Sodom and Gomorrah. Like God's garden, like Egypt, and stretching all the way to Zor, Lot took the whole plain of Jordan. He took the whole plain. Lot set out to the east. Lot looked. He saw the whole plain of the Jordan spread out, well watered. This was before God destroyed Sodom and Gomorrah like God's garden, like Egypt, and stretching all the way to Zor. Lot took the whole plain of Jordan. Boy, I feel like I read that twice. That thing cut and pasted. Lot set out to the east. <laughs> That's how they came to part company. Uncle and nephew. Abram settled in Canaan. Lot settled in the cities of the plain and pitched his tent near Sodom. And I want to stop there for a second. 
because that's something that you have to understand is something that we should never, ever let move, which is our peace. What, what, was, what was the action that caused Abraham to say, you know what? Take what you want to take. Take it left or take it right. I'll go wherever you don't go. What made him say that? Look, there's, 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 look I live a life of peace. I live a life of peace. And so because my peace is important, look, I'm not going to sit here and argue over any of this. But what makes him have the real true ability to be able to say, hey, man, you can take the good and leave me whatever's left over. The fact that he already knew he was working with a promise that it was all his. So whatever I'm currently letting go. It don't mean nothing. That's how promise keepers walk. That's how they talk. They won't let that peace get disturbed by anything. Why? Because, look, I understand what has been spoken concerning my life. I understand what has been written concerning my life. And it doesn't matter what this decision may look like in the natural I will not allow it to hinder my peace. Even if right now it looks like you done made off with everything that was actually great about any of this. I'm letting go. But the truth is, I ain't losing. <laughs> and you, you may even, we got some people in our lives that in that moment, boy, they will toot their horns. Like, I got them. But the only way that you would even get moved by their words is if you moved off of God's promise that he said, your answer is yes. But don't let anything, don't let anything destroy your peace. Let it go. You ain't losing. Let it go. You ain't going to lose. What am I saying to you tonight? Whatever that thing is. Let it go. You can't lose. There is a promise on your life. If the Holy Spirit spoke it, God guarantees it. Don't lose your peace because it looks like right now I may be losing. No. I rest in the promise. It's mine. It's mine. Oh, that's good news. Matthew 5 and 9 is where, where, where it breaks that down. I'm going to read this in the Amplified Version, but it says, Blessed, enjoyable, enviable, happiness, spiritual, prosperous, with life, joy, and satisfaction in God's favor and salvation, regardless of their outward conditions, are the makers and the maintainers of peace, for they shall be called the sons of of God. Man, another good one to plug in there is Philippians 4 and 7. It says, and God's peace shall be yours. That tranquil state of a soul assured of his salvation through Christ. And so fearing nothing from God and being content with its earthly lot of whatever sort that is, that peace which transcends all understanding shall garrison, garrison and mount guard over your hearts and minds. 
in Christ Jesus. Man, that's, we make decisions from that standpoint. Oh, man, we don't make decisions. If it, if it costs me my peace, it costs me way too much. I, I don't, I'm, I'm, I'm sorry that it, it may, right now, it may look like I've let some things go, but man, I'm not ever going to lose. But my peace is valuable. Man, that, that tranquil state of living. Like I say, that ain't a place that, that, that you should be living the same way, whether you are staying at Motel 6 or at the Ritz-Carlton. Your peace really shouldn't change. Amen. Amen. So I'm going to jump back in here, and it says, Lot looked, he saw the whole plain of Jordan spread out, well watered. This was before God destroyed Sodom and Gomorrah. I'm reading that same thing again. This thing is everywhere. Then the people of Sodom were evil, fragrant sinners against God. After Lot separated from him, God said to Abram, and this is the part I want you to see. As soon as he let him go, take what you want. What did God speak back to Abraham? Open your eyes. Look around. Look north, south, east, and west. Everything you see, the whole land spread out before you, I will give to you and your children forever. I'll make your descendants like dust. Counting your descendants will be as impossible as counting the dust of the earth. So on your feet, get moving. Walk through the country. It's length and breadth. I'm giving it all to you. Abraham moved his tent. He went and settled by the oaks of Mamar and Hebron, and there he built an altar to God. And that's the second thing that I want to talk to you about, is when you are a promise keeper, man, you focus on the end of the things. That's, that's exactly what happened right in the Right in the, on, the, on the, as soon as he had let Lot go ahead and do what Lot was doing, he went right back to that promise. And God started reminding him again of what the end was going to look like. Letting him know, man, you, you may have let something go, but Abraham, you ain't losing. You ain't losing. You're not losing. And it's so amazing that Man, God will speak to us that same exact way. And sometimes we just kind of, you know, don't listen. <laughs> you know, you get like me. What you mean you ain't going to give me nothing for those rams? <laughs> Spend another two weeks bumming rides. When you have a whole car waiting for you. God's like, just let it go. You ain't losing. There's a promise. 
that I've gave you. There's a promise that you're standing on. There's a promise that already has a yes answer attached to it. Live like it. Talk like it. Make decisions like it. Most importantly, make decisions like it. And when something is sitting there and it's just disturbing every piece of peace that you have, let it go. You're not losing. And focus on the end of the matter. Oh, amen. amen. I love this. Ecclesiastes 7 and 8. It says the, I'm going to read this in the New King James Version. It says, the end of a thing is better than its beginning. But this is the part I want you to read. I want you to hear. The patient in spirit is better than the proud in spirit. Do not hasten in your spirit to be angry, for anger rests in the bosom of fools. I know we love to explode on that first part, but tonight let's talk about what happens after that colon. The patient in spirit is better than the proud in spirit. What is it saying? That person that is willing to say, all right, I'm letting this go, and understand that letting this go is probably going to require some patience for the better to arrive. But I'd much rather be in that state of living than a person standing here all proud about what I have that's hurting me and looking like a fool. You let it go. You ain't losing. <laughs> you ain't losing. This is my last scripture. It's in Mark 10 and 29. This is one of my favorite scriptures. Why are we talking about this, Pastor Brian? Because it's exciting, and it's so exciting as we, we focus on, and we've been talking about vision, we've been talking about the promises of God, is I want to make sure that you get the full benefit of what it means to be and have a promise from God. That means that, man, you could be a better decision maker. A lot of y'all going to be a lot more decisive than you've been because you've been thinking that, man, my whole life is on the line. No, there's a promise that's been attached to your life that the answer is always yes. And, man, God is always sitting and working with us just talking to us and leading us and guiding us into, we talked about this on Sunday, into the truth of what he's doing for our lives. But sometimes it's the things that we ain't ready to let go because we think we'll be losing. That's just taking all of our peace. But because I understand the promises of God, because I understand the yes that they are in my life, I'm able to make decisions that sometimes for some people may look like I'm losing, but I'm smiling the whole time. Because even as it's passing out of my hands, God's reminding me of all that's coming right back. Man, you see how he did that with Abraham? He's like, look, man, he couldn't get it fresh out of his possession before God said, look up, man, look east, look west, and get to walking. All of it's yours. 
Oh, that's good news. And that's our state of living. Man, that's our state of living. Mark 10, 29, in the easy reader version, it says, Jesus said, look at this. I can promise. I can promise. There's another one for you to write down. This is a promise that the answer is already what? The answer to this is already yes. That everyone who has ever left their home, brothers, sisters, mother, father, children, or farm for me and for the good news about me will get a hundred times more than they left. Here in this world, they will get more homes, brothers, sisters, mothers, children, and farms. And with these things, they will have persecutions. But in the world that is coming, they will also get the reward of eternal life. Man, that's good news. Letting me know that letting go, it ain't never losing. It's never losing. I have a promise from God that I can rest in. I have a promise from God that the answer is already yes. And because of that, I don't live any day allowing things to rob me of my peace, to rob me of that tranquil state of living that God has so gracefully given me. It may look as though momentarily at times, To some people, I've lost something, and there were some people. Brian, you going to get rims for this one? I said, no, I'm 29 plus. I wear (laughs) (laughs) button-ups. The people don't do rims no more, you know? (laughs) You just ride around on stock. It's the new cool, you know? Man, I'm at peace. This car got a warranty. It it ain't no Audi A6. It ain't got no uh, head-up display. It ain't got rims. But this Buick got a warranty. And brother is freshly married. And God told me this. You know what God told me? He said, Brian, you're going to have to... This is when I first got married. He said, Brian... You're going to have to get away anything that can have unexpected expenses. That's what he told me. And so that's what he spoke. That's what the Holy Spirit told me. And I'm driving around in the car with no warranty. Problem was I was stuck in the car with no warranty. I had no money to go get no other car. But here I was sitting there straddling the fence because I wanted to try to keep the rims. (laughs) About to lose a deal because I want to keep the rims. The mechanic already told me, boy, if you try to drive that car down the street, it might break down and won't nobody take it. (laughs) Y'all can stand to your feet. But I let it go. Hopped in my Buick. Everybody looked at me. It's it's so funny how people just, I mean, they're so funny sometimes. It's like, Brian, you had an Escalade. Y'all remember the Escalade? You had an Escalade. An Escalade, it was on 22s. I said, yeah, that was nice. I mean, then you got an Audi. It was, it was nice, man. It had 20-inch rims on it. I said, yeah, that was nice. This is like, where your car at right now? It was like that little commercial. It's that Buick. 
<laughs> meanwhile, meanwhile, I'm saying to myself, but he got a full warranty. I ain't riding around stressed. You gotta understand, boy, I was, y'all see me. I may have looked like I was at peace, but every time I was riding, I was like, Lord, I don't wanna hear noise. I don't wanna hear sound, cause I'm gonna have to make a choice. Fix this car, pay our mortgage. I don't want to have that type of choice. What am I, I'm just being honest with you. That was the, that was the state of living in my mind. It wasn't a place of peace. The car looked nice. But man, that thing was costing me my peace every time I started it. If I heard a little noise, I would freak out. I would freak out. Why are you saying it like this, Pastor Brian? You know, this message just wasn't me talking about my Audi. God already told me to come here tonight and let some of you guys know to let it go. You're not losing, but it's not worth your peace. You know, we're going into 2019, and just as God has spoke to me, he told me, he said, man, get rid of anything that can have unexpected expenses. He told me that. Y'all know what I did? I'm just gonna be straight honest with y'all. I traded in. The Escalade and got an Audi. I didn't go far enough. <laughs> I said, yeah, unexpected expenses. He must be talking about the gas on this Escalade. <laughs> nah, he was talking about much more. It looked pretty, but it was costing me my peace. Boy, I enjoyed that Buick. I just rode around rode around, rode around, rode around. The gas was cheap. I, didn't, I had never, you know, the Audi had to have the 93 gas. I went to the gas station. I finally upgraded to 87. And I was like, I thank you, Jesus. <laughs> Some of y'all like, Pastor, you said that backwards. No, I said it right. I had finally upgraded to 87. <laughs> I stopped being mad at my wife for buying groceries. Man, if she buy them groceries, I might not be able to make it to church to serve if I got to fill up the tank. You know, 93 ain't no joke. I wasn't living. That wasn't peace. Boy, that Buick. That Buick was peaceful. I have a Mercedes now. It's better than the Buick. It's better than the Audi. It's the best car I've ever had. Letting go. I ain't losing. I 
walked in and I said, man, I said, man, kind of warranty this car got on it. He said, five years, unlimited miles. He said, unlimited miles? God, you good. I could just drive and drive and drive and not have to look at that little meter and calculate when the warranty gonna expire. Boy, that's peace. That's peace. We pray that today's message was a blessing to you. If you would like to help us further expand the vision, simply text the word GIVERTM to the number 41444 or visit us online at www.revealingtruth.org. Now remember, Jesus loves you.